0: Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mac. This week, we're going to make Sicilian pizza. Now, we've done this before on the podcast. We did it for our fifth anniversary because our theme was... I don't know why. Why did we have our theme? Our theme was square things, and I don't remember...
1: Well, because it was the fifth anniversary, and it was episode number 125, which is five... Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was a math pun. Yeah, it was,
0: it was all a math pun. <laughs> so we did square things. We did five recipes and they were all square things. So, since then, I've really worked a lot more on getting this my Sicilian pizza to where I wanted it to be and also to be able to give it out as a recipe too. I mean, even though I gave it out before, I kind of worked with the crust a little bit and technique a little bit more, you know. So this this I feel like this is a better recipe. Although the other recipe is good. This is a better recipe. And Sicilian pizza, pizza's getting, well, I don't know, pizza's always been very popular. You know, just as pizza. What do they say? Pizza, even if it's bad, it's still pretty good. You know? (laughs) You know, you always see a lot of discussion, arguments, fist fighting, brawling over who has the best pizza. Or for goodness sakes, these people moved to Pittsburgh from New York City. And it's always, you know, your pizza sucks because New York's the best everything, you know what I mean? And it's like, it it just kind of makes me laugh because of course we all love our regional pizza.
1: Everyone's got pizza preferences.
0: Yes. And right down to your neighborhood. And that's what we said on our podcast, Only Pizza. We did a series on pizza shops in Lawrence County. And it's so fun. I mean, Lawrence County is not an enormously populated county, but we had a lot of one-off pizza shops or small local chains, and we didn't even touch the bars and restaurants that make their own pizza and make their own crust, which would have added, like, probably 25 more pizzas to the the mix. There is a lot of pizza in Lawrence County. There's every kind of pizza you can imagine in Lawrence County, and there's good pizza, and there's fair pizza, and there's not-so-good pizza, but there's a lot of it. The styles of pizza, there's so many different styles of pizza. And they're so, they're so regionally connected, you know, but it seems in Lawrence County, we have just about every style of pizza that's good in Lawrence County. (laughs) The bad pizza styles, we, they don't last, you know, but like I'd said before in uh, the previous podcast, when I was a kid, there was a local pizza shop. That's a New York style pizza. It's called Mr. Pizza. Pizza. And they used to make a Sicilian pizza that was big and thick like a sheet cake. And the pizza was probably, I don't know, an inch and a half, two inches thick. And it would be like a big slab when you got it. I believe they used a pan that was the size of like a full sheet pan, but it was deep. And they would cut a slab off of it and like one piece of it was enough to power you through the day. What was that uh, from uh, Lord of the Rings to the lamp spread. Oh, the lambs spread. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. we, uh, <laughs> I
1: have never related more to hobbits than when we had pizza for the pizza podcast, because it's like, oh yeah, one or two slices should fill you up and we would just be demolishing an entire pizza. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. We're, we're pizza lovers in our family. So mm-hmm. this Sicilian pizza My mother's full-blooded Italian. Both of her parents were born in Italy, not in Sicily, um, but they were from the vicinity of central Italy, one a little further south than the central and one a little further north in the central. I asked my mom, did my grandma make pizza? My grandma did not make pizza, but she made a thing that she called special pizza, but she didn't make pizza. So what special pizza was, it was made in a cake pan and it was basically what we call white pizza. So it was a big, thick, it was dough that you put it into a cake pan. And you put olive oil and herbs and spices, seasonings and cheese on it. And you baked it. And it was basically a giant, thick chunk of, <laughs> I don't know, bread dough with seasonings on it. But they <laughs> called it special pizza. So I said, that's interesting. I You know, I wonder if that's something... I think that's probably something that she knew from when she was a child, but that was what they made. So you think of Sicilian pizza, a lot of pizza shops that make just a square or a rectangle pizza will call that a Sicilian pizza, but that is loosely a Sicilian pizza. Yeah, Sicilian pizza is thick. It's not just because it's square, but the thing that makes a Sicilian pizza a Sicilian pizza is it has a... It's made in a, a square or a rectangular pan, a sheet pan or a cake pan or whatever. And the dough is thick and very, very light. So it's it's like a focaccia. You want it to rise, you want a small amount of dough to rise up really thick in the pan and then and it's very light, but it's thick. A lot of the pizzas that you get that are rectangular or square have a dense, a nice thick, dense crust, which I like they're more like uh what people call a detroit style crust which is also typically a square rectangle and it's a little bit thick and it's crispy and it's more dense so it's not the light and airy crust so what we're going to do here is we're going to do the sicilian pizza in the way that is probably the most genuine way that a sicilian pizza would be everyone's crust varies a little bit it it just depends on the the maker of the crust. Most people's crust is not particularly sweet. Some people's is a little on the sweet side. People use different oils and whatever, but this is what I use, what I find works the best. And also, you can use, if you choose to, you can use one of my Merrimack Bakehouse white bread mixes and achieve this same result with that. It has a little less yeast in it, the bread mix does, but it will make the same amount of dough. Uh, It might take longer to rise, but it'll work because I actually have used it myself to do this just to make sure, you know, but I'm going to give you the crust recipe. I'm going to give you instructions. And this is in my mind, what a Sicilian pizza is. Now there's a lot of variations because any more pizza can be good grief. People put stuff on pizza. I don't know. So I'm trying to be very basic with this. In its most basic form, it wouldn't even have pepperoni on it. It would just be sauce and cheese. But we do like the pepperoni, the cup pepperoni. So that's, that's like a tradition. And that makes, to me, that makes a Sicilian pizza, is having that pepperoni on there. Here we go. This recipe will make two quarter sheets. Now you can do this in a sheet pan and it'll come out about meh, an inch thick, maybe a little thicker. So if you have quarter sheets, and you want to do that, you don't want a great big thick crust on it, you can use two quarter sheets, or you can use one half sheet, or you can use a 9 by 13 pan, which I say is the preferred method here. You use a 9 by 13 metal pan, and it'll give you a fantastic Sicilian pizza with a very thick crust. You can use two quarter sheets, comes out okay. But the 9x13 metal pan, metallic pan, that's, to me, that's the one. That's the iconic one. I shouldn't even mention the others, but I know sometimes people are like, but I don't want it to be two inches thick, you know. <laughs> so, Why not? It's a cake made of bread. I know. A cake it's a made of bread. It's a perfect cake. It's the perfect A pizza thing. cake. So I'm going to talk from now on as though we're doing this in the 9x13. But you do the same things if you use the other pans, okay? Here we go. Now you're going to need 2 cups of a nice thick sauce. I am not a huge fan of pizza sauces that like on the market pizza sauces cuz I think they're too thick, they're too spiced. You know, they just take away from the take away from everything else. I prefer if I either would use my homemade sauce with tomato chunks in it or I would use like uh I like Prego traditional works nice for pizza. Some of your local sauces, Rao, works nice. Mids sauce, which is from good old Navarre, Ohio, just outside of Akron. So Mids is good. Sauces like that that are a thick, tomatoey sauce. You don't want a sweet sauce. You want, and that's why one of the reasons I like to pick the ones I pick, you don't want a sweet sauce, but you want something that's got a very nice flavor to it, nice seasoning Any sort of a sauce that's like not sweet, you want a good flavor to it, you can, like I said, you can use your own sauce if you want to. Okay, so you need two cups of sauce. You need four cups of grated cheese. And you can do a mixture, mozzarella, provolone, romano, you can mix them all up. You can use them individually. A nice way to do it is to sprinkle the romano cheese on and then sprinkle some mozzarella and provolone. So put them all on separately, however you want to do it four cups of grated cheese, pepperoni if you want pepperoni, and you can buy cupping pepperoni, so look for that because that forms the little cups that holds the little pepperoni grease in there and gets crispy on the edges. Oh, that stuff's good. Or you can use whatever pepperoni you like. Now that's your toppings. You're also going to need a good quality olive oil to do this with. I get olive oil from Oakmont Olive Oil in Oakmont, They have several different types of olive oil there as far as grades, and then they have flavored olive oils. But I like the regular unflavored olive oil. They have all sorts of olive oil there that comes from Greece. It's a single processor, so it's a very good quality olive oil. But I also like, if I don't have that, which I am almost out of right now, I like the Carapelli Organic that you can get in most grocery stores. It comes in a bumpy bottle. That's the best thing I can tell you. (laughs) So either Oakmont olive oil or Carapelli organic. Those are my two picks. You're going to need a couple of packets of yeast, salt, sugar, regular flour. I like to use unbleached flour for this. The type I'm using currently is a Pillsbury product. I believe it's a bakery A flour, Pillsbury, and it's a pretty good flour. So I I use that unbleached. And then you'll need some nice warm water. So first, what you want to do is mix your dough up. Now this is an all-day affair. So I would say if you're going to have your pizza for supper, you want to mix your dough up at about lunchtime. Because your dough has to rise, you have to punch it down, it's going to rise again, you're going to punch it down again, it's going to rise, you're going to put it in a pan. The dough is very labor-intensive in this recipe. So, all together, you're going to need about four cups of flour. So, basically, in a large bowl, you're going to mix three cups of flour, two packets of yeast, a half teaspoon of sea salt or kosher salt, and one teaspoon of sugar. You're going to mix those dry ingredients and then you're going to add one and a fourth cups of very warm water. So turn your tap on and just hold your hands under it. You don't want it to be scalding hot because it'll kill your yeast. You want it to be very warm to your touch, okay? So one and a fourth cup of warm water and two tablespoons of olive oil and add that to your dry ingredients in the bowl. Stir it up with a wooden spoon and just keep stirring it until all of that flour has absorbed the olive oil and water and mix it up real nice. And then add your flour a little bit at a time until it gets to where you can't stir it very much. It's starting to form into a ball, you know, and it's getting a little bit dense. Clean your wooden spoon off and then you're going to go by hand. So you're just going to take flour a little bit at a time. Knead it, knead it, knead it. Keep adding until you can get a nice ball of dough. It's going to be slightly sticky. You don't want to add too much flour to it. You don't want it to be a completely non-sticky ball of dough. If you feel like you may have added too much flour, just keep kneading it around and around and around, and it'll start to get tacky again. You're probably going to be kneading this for about 10 minutes. So you'll be kneading, adding flour, kneading, adding flour, and you want to have it kneaded very well. Slightly sticky, formed into a ball, very well kneaded. Now you want to take some of your olive oil and drizzle it around in that bowl a little bit and turn the dough to coat it, probably about a teaspoon of olive oil. Turn the dough to coat it and then put some plastic wrap over that bowl And let it rise until it's double. That's going to take about an hour to an hour and a half, depending upon what the temperature is and what it's like in your house. If your house is too cold, it might not rise as fast. Once it's risen up, doubled, punch it down, knead it a few times, and then cover it again. And you're going to let it rise again. And usually it rises faster the second time, but it's probably going to be about an hour anyway. Now you want to get your pan ready. So get your 9x13 pan, and you want to coat it with your olive oil. So what you want to do is have enough oil in there. You don't want it to be laying like a puddle in the bottom, but you want it to be very oiled so that you can see it in there. And the edges, the sides, the edges, the corners, you want to get it all oiled really well so your pizza doesn't stick. And you want to have enough oil in there that it's just kind of Oily looking, for lack of a better way to say it. Now, your dough's rising in your bowl, your pan's all ready. What you're gonna do is punch your dough down again, and you're going to pick it up out of that pan and swing it around to like form into a rectangular shape, and then you're gonna set it into your baking pan. Very lightly take your fingers and stretch that dough out to form it into the shape of the pan. It's not going to stretch to the edges. It's not going to stay where you put it, but you just want to tell it what to do here. You want it to expand in the shape of a rectangle. So you got it in the pan. You're going to put a towel over it, and you're going to let it rise. And what you want to do is come over about every 15 minutes and check on it and pull that dough into the corners and get it to where it's really filling that pan up. And again, it's going to take it a while, rising here, to fill up the pan. When it has almost filled the pan, preheat your oven to 385 degrees. While your oven's preheating, take your fingers and very lightly poke them around on the dough to make some little indentations in there, you know? Once you've poked your fingers in there, let it sit again for a few minutes till your oven's done preheating, probably about 10 minutes, build itself back up again. Now, here's how you do this pizza. You want to sprinkle some cheese on the top of the bread because that helps keep the sauce from sinking down into the dough. So you can take some of each of everything. I just use my hand. So take some of your Romano, sprinkle it around on there. Not too much, like maybe two tablespoons. Mozzarella, sprinkle it around and then your provolone and sprinkle that around. So you get You don't want heavy coverage, but you want some coverage on there. And that will help keep the sauce from pressing the dough down. Now your sauce. You want to very carefully, with a smallish spoon, like a tablespoon size, scoop the sauce up and drop it around on the crust. Don't fling it, you know. Just be real gentle so it doesn't compress your crust. And put your sauce all around on there. And then take your cheese again. And sprinkle your cheese on it, all your different types. You can go the whole way out to the edge of the pan, too, because then the cheese will be, like, on the edge of the crust. Very good. And then your pepperoni. And you can put as much or as little pepperoni as you want. I usually try to do it six pepperonis in each row, you know, and try to make it so then then when you cut it, it, you know, works out right. Or however you want to. Now you're going to put this into the oven for 30 minutes. Halfway through, you're going to real carefully rotate the pan so it bakes evenly. You should hear the oil frying there in your crust, you know, when it's baking. And just keep an eye on it. And you want it to be nice and brown looking, not too dark. You want it to be nice and brown. You want your cheese to be well-melded. You want your pepperoni cupping up. When it's 30 minutes, it should be done. If not, you know, just like, like I said, keep checking it, keep checking it. When you take it out of the oven, you want to have a cooling rack ready. Take it out of the oven and let it sit for a couple minutes so that cheese can kind of set up a bit. And then very carefully take your biggest metal flipper and loosen your pizza the whole way around the pan. Make sure nothing is stuck there. And very carefully slide that under your pizza and tilt your pan and just put that right out onto your cooling rack. And voila! There is your Sicilian pizza. Let it cool for a little bit on that rack. Not very long, though. Give it a minute or two, and then you can slide that onto a cutting board and cut it, and it'll be the best pizza. You can't believe how good this is. You can't even believe it. And it'll be real nice and thick. Your crust will be brown. You can look at the bottom of it. It'll be, like, fried. And the crust will be nice and brown on the outside, and everything will be melted. And oh, I got, I have pictures. Why do you see the pictures? This is just such a good, it's so delicious. I realize it's a lot of work, and I realize it's gonna take up half your day. (laughs) But like I always say, if you're gonna be home and you're gonna be just doing stuff at home, whip the dough up and, you know, do your laundry or clean or whatever you're doing at home. So if you're not planning on going anywhere or it's crummy weather, this is the perfect recipe. It's the perfect stuck at home I want something good for supper recipe. And I'm telling you, try this. You will like it. And make sure to
1: check us out online on Facebook at Mary Mac Bakehouse, on Instagram at Mary Mac Bakehouse and Mary Mac Podcast, on Twitter at Mobile Mary Mac, and on our website merrimackpodcast.com. Thanks a lot for listening if you did, and if you didn't, too bad for you.